Hey, good evening, and thank you for joining me. This is your host, Joe, and you are listening to Joke Daddy Productions. Um, special segment I like to call Laugh With Me. And uh, that's where I go ahead and I introduce a local Seattle, Tacoma, Pacific Northwest comedian, and I bring them right there to your home or your car, or wherever it is you're streaming this podcast, and it sounds like they're right next to you. It sounds creepier than it really is, and hopefully it's a lot of fun. And I know this episode is going to be really special, and you're really going to get a kick out of it. Let me welcome to you my good friend, possibly my grandfather, Jim Weber. Wait, I'm not your grandfather, but I'm I'm cracking up that now I'm creepily close to all of your listeners. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> There are no there there are currently no restraining orders against me. So I don't think I'm that creepy. I'm not documented leapy yet. But I am a grandfather. So you got that. You are a grandfather. My grandson I, is three though. You're older than three. I am. You don't am. act it, but you are older than three. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you're you. You're welcome. This, this is going we're off to a great start. <laughs> no, no, you're very mature for your age. Oh. Is it the gray in the beard? Did you? That's it. That's it. We haven't seen each other in a long time. And and, and people are listening. This is a, this is a audio podcast, but we are doing this over zoom so we can gaze into each other's eyes. Yes. (laughs) And you've aged. This pandemic has hit you hard. You know, and you look younger. I know it's the lighting. Is it okay? Did you, it's actually not the lighting. I, I, (laughs) I, I confess I turned off the harsh lighting. I did. I've learned to do that because of Zoom. But um, and actually, you look great. You really look. You look just as good as ever. I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, <laughs> always look like hell. Um, no, you look great. You really do. Thanks. But, but if anybody could look like they've had a rough pandemic, it's you because you have what four children at home, all being schooled at home. Your wife, you and you. I can tell you treat her like a saint, but you two, you're having, you're actually seeming to have fun with this. <laughs> we're, do, we're doing okay. So you must yeah. be keeping up on my Facebook and you see all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're um, making the most. We really are. Uh, the wife took the kids to Wisconsin. They drove across the country. Oh my goodness. I flew, cause there's no way. I've seen some of those states. I'm not going back. And so- Well, I'm not getting in a plane for a while, so. <laughs> I think you're crazy, but go ahead. <laughs> well, this was this was uh, you know as as it all calmed down, it was flying was interesting. There was eleven people on my flight. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. Are they but, all still uh, alive? Did you check up on them? Do you know I, where they went? I didn't. Were they? Were they... <laughs> so you there's, see how I am. There was this. only one person coughing. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, I. Well, I do. I have a shirt now that says it's a weed cough. I just want to make sure that people don't get confused. But I, I, you know, kudos to you. I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't fly yet. Um, I, I, yeah, now there's sur- I, I, yeah, I can't do it. So I, I flew in, when was it? July, uh, June. Yeah. And things were calming down then. And it yeah. felt like the curve, like but now like, knowing what we know yeah. and, where, and where things are at. Yeah. I, I wouldn't travel now. Good. I'm glad. Uh, unless I that. had to. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Oh, you had to like like you had a comedy gig. You know, if when Netflix calls and they need me to come. Oh, down, that's different. I yeah. I'll yeah, probably they, have them send the private. They wouldn't make you fly though, because what bad publicity? We made him fly and they 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 could do Zoom calls or Netflix calls or whatever they go. want to call them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah They're no. taking over the world next. So, <laughs> I mean, without them, we wouldn't have Tiger King. Thank God. Yeah. And I think because we're in round two of lockdowns, I think we need something else. Yeah. I don't well, know. and thanks to Tiger King, they got Carol Baskins on Dancing with the Stars, which I'd already stopped watching. But if there was any reason to stop, buddy. <laughs> and if you vote her out, I mean, that's just a death wish, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You're going to end <laughs> up in the pit. Yeah. Oh. All right. So we got to, we got to, you and I, we could talk forever. You and I have a, a very good... And the audience is saying that right now. This is going on forever. They are. They're like, we tuned in for 12 minutes, not not this reunion. <laughs> so let's let's get my, my, uh, my listeners up to speed about who you are and how we met. So you are a comedian. I, well, yes, that's how we met. I do comedy in Seattle. Um, I've done that for a, couple, a number of years. Um, I had oh. a day job too, but yes, I do. I do, I do, I do. Comedy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. So you're a comedian and we, and we met at club comedy in Seattle. Was that the first place? Yes, it was. We That's, did. Yeah. That was my the first place comedy. I ever did comedy. And it's next to my favorite Thai restaurant, Bites of Bangkok. Bites of Bangkok. I miss it's still it. open. If it you're is. in Seattle, you get Thai food at Bites of Bangkok. I've done it. Say that? I've done it a few times. I'm, I'm saying it till they give me free Thai food. Awesome. awesome. Bites of Bangkok. And it's a so, great comedy club. It's a great comedy club. It's a great comedy club, also. You know, I love that. It's my favorite club. Yeah. Uh, well, Rick does a I like great them all, job. But that's my favorite. Yeah. Rick. Rick does a great job, and we really had something good going there. We really we did. did. So it'll be back. It'll be back. I miss it, and I can't wait. But not only did we meet doing comedy, we met yeah. after yeah. the comedy show. I remember. I gave you a ride. You didn't as, give as, me a ride. I paid for that ride. I paid for There was no giving here, <laughs> mister. Don't start sounding like St. Joan of Arc of the comedy world. You didn't come out and say, oh, look, the old grandpa needs a ride. Oh, no, 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 no. I called Lyft. I didn't even ask for you specifically. I said, Lyft, come get me, take me home. And you pulled up. And I went, you didn't oh, look, e- it's Joseph. I don't even think you knew that that was like a real thing. Like I was really a Lyft driver at, for all I you I did not know that you that. did that at the time. No. Yeah. So, you know, no. I, and, and Jordan recognized you before I did. He goes, that's because that's that comic guy driving the car. I went, really? That's our car. Are you? No. Are you really? And you know what my first thought was? Hmm. Thank God he was funny. <laughs> Can you imagine that ride if I had thought you were awful? Uh, yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to. I already. It imagined. would have been horrible. And you, you know, it, you would have told to say, me. You would have told me. No, I wouldn't really? have. No, no you well, I wouldn't it. have said you were horrible. I would have. I would have found a way to talk about it. I would have found a way to get you talking about it, and I would have never had to have expressed my opinion. That's what I would have strived for. And if you, if you had to say it, I would have said, you know, I'm here's. What, I would have lied. I know what I would have done. What's I would have said, you know, I'm so sorry. I had to go to the bathroom so bad during your set. And most of the time I was in the, I mean, I'm 62. I don't know what I would have said then for how old I, I give different numbers, but sure. I would have said, I'm old. I have blood pressure medicine. I had to go pee. <laughs> I, you know, if I'm going to be old, I'm going to use the old man excuses. And so that's what I would have ultimately done. I would have, I would have said, I didn't actually hear it. <laughs> I love it. And that's yeah. fair. 
and, and I should now let your listeners know I have never actually heard your comedy. <laughs> You've never heard it. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no, fair. I, I that's think fair. I, no, I, I love your comedy. In fact, you are the currently longest standing winner of the last last open mic contest because you never got to do your prize of performing at the same show where your successor is picked because we've been quarantined ever since and there've been no shows. What a great show. And the Palace Theater I, is now no more. It will not open again. So I'm, I've been oh. thinking of places to, re, uh, to re resurrect late laughs once clubs are open, but that's, that's a year away. That's a year away. That is devastating news. That was a beautiful yeah. location. It and, was. And hopefully was. something else will be able to go there. I don't know. We hope so. We well, hope so. But we'll we'll find a spot and that show will come back and you will get an invitation to well, thank to, you. you but know, but there. more importantly, will it still be drag queen focused? <laughs> you know, I'm I here's the thing. I already have a drag queen lined up who I think will be awesome. <laughs> Who's, who, by the way, I also had be a guest on my podcast. So, you know, it's like, you know, this payback kind of thing. So, That's how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved being on that show. That was one of my my all time favorites. I yeah, had a hoot, and you and I kind of talked, and I don't even know if you remember it, but I love drag queens, and I've always wanted to do drag. Just that, for, that part you didn't tell me. Just I, for you fun. Told me the first part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I did not mean for like a profession. Yeah. No. No. That. No. I want. I want to do it just one time. Oh, maybe a couple <gasps> times. I don't know. But I think you and I talked, and I said, "Wouldn't it be funny if I came out on stage as Joke Daddy, went away, let everybody else do their thing, and come back as Miss Horachata?" It could work. Yeah, that would it be so work. much fun. I mean, I, I'd need to see the outfit, to be honest, because, you know, if, if you're not going to really go for something that makes an impact, I'm going to tell you not to do it. I mean, it you, would you're, be you're Selena. You're village and buying a big. No. Okay. No, it would be Selena-esque right. and big hair. I would be, uh, Jim, would, I'd be so fabulous. Would you want to consult with an actual professional drag queen about oh. it? Oh, I would, I would hope that you could point me to a team of them to make me fabulous. Oh, we could get you a team. Oh, yeah. yeah. This we, needs a lot of work. What do we, I mean, what, what does Beyonce call her group? We'll call them your, oh, they're the bees or something, right? Yes. What do so, we call your, we'll call them the, not the Joes, that's weird. The, the G's. G, we'll think the of G's. something. <laughs> the crazies, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so man, we kind of jumped ahead. Yeah, um, I'm good at that. <laughs> But I wanted to ask you, so I wanted to ask you, uh, back to you being a comedian, why did you start becoming a comedian in the first oh, place? Um, well, I wanted to do stuff on stage and I like performing. I don't have a great singing voice. And so singing was never really an option. Although I did perform with the Seattle Men's Chorus for years and I love doing that because I like being on stage and I was on their board of directors too. Um, and so I'm in theater and I did all sorts of different things. And I was always interested in comedy and thought I would be good at it. But I, and I did a lot of public speaking and that kind of stuff, a real long answer, huh? Um, and so I was always interested. I hadn't actually done it. My daughter, my older daughter started doing comedy in Seattle, Claire Weber, and did really, really well. And I kept thinking, I want to. So I kind of, I had to sneak around because I don't think she wanted me to do it at first. And it's like, you know, uh -huh. it was her world. And would you want your dad like invading the world you were like doing really well at? So I tried to kind of like 
do it without and she blesses it now and it's fine but I love it and so I kept doing it and and it was going so well when the pandemic hit I always had festivals lined up I had these this yeah. show that I was producing I thought I'm really doing it and then it all stopped <laughs> so here so, we are so how long were you doing it before we shut down oh comedy itself I don't know maybe three years okay maybe? yeah not that okay. long but three years I mean at, it What's that? Twenty one in dog life. Yeah. <laughs> so I I saw you before I saw your daughter. You did. I yeah. did, and then I was like, "This is so adorable." <laughs> she was inspired by her dad, and so now she's doing it. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, that could be me and Mariah." It like, sure could. Like that would be so awesome. And then come to find out, she was doing comedy, and you you jumped in. Yeah, we kind of okay. did it in reverse. We did it in reverse. <laughs> um, but we, I, I, I love it. Um, well, Rick even did a show where it was family stuff and it was, she and I co-hosted it and it was, you know, kind of all that kind of stuff. That was really yeah. fun. And I think, you know, we were kind of talking about kind of do a regular thing that she and I would do. We never really got that going, but I'd still like to do that sometime, but she's hysterical. And her she's husband, great. Nigel, not husband, I'm sorry. They did not get married. They Here's what happened. They had a wedding date canceled it because of COVID and thought, well, we don't need to do that right now. And so then I decided to get married instead. And so I ran off and got married. And so <laughs> she didn't get married. I did. So anyway, she has a, she has a guy she shacked up with who's hysterical. Um, well, if, I mean, Nigel. If, yeah. if you would like to stop them from living in sin, I am ordained. Oh, they've already picked out someone. I'm sorry. Rick oh, Taylor. Yeah. Rick Taylor. Oh, well, you know wait, why down there at the kitty cat ranch. Here's a true story. He performed my <laughs> wedding ceremony. Stop it. No, he did. But here's the thing. I, oh, great. I was trying to get information and do it kind of on the down low, as the young people say, and not say anything. And so as I was telling him that I wanted to do it and not tell anybody, nobody was telling anybody, he somehow got the idea that it was Claire and Nigel coming to get married, and I was arranging it for them. And so we got oh. there. Oh, stop. We get there. <laughs> To get and so Rick and his husband Chris come out and they're all happy and they're looking around. They go, "Where's Claire? Where's Nigel?" I go, "What do you mean?" And then I look at the sign that they've made special for the occasion that says, "Congratulations, Claire and Nigel." They made T-shirts for Cligel or whatever. They had gone all out for Claire and Nigel, and I still oh went. And I didn't, I didn't see all that stuff at first. All I saw was the sign. I went, "Wait, you didn't get it? It was Jordan and me. We're getting married." And they went, "Oh," and they pivoted i mean i know pivots the word of the year they pivoted chris yanked the sign away came back and had letters replacing it that said congratulations jim and jordan and they proceeded <laughs> as if that was the plan the whole time um it was hysterical um sam ellison was one of our uh witnesses along with chris um it was a very comedy affair that's hilarious in their front yard yeah, yeah. i love it yeah. oh that's so great yeah that is so cool yeah, and, and Rick's set was okay. Yeah. Was that part of it? Like he had to do five? Like he's, yeah, something like, like I'll, that. I'll do it, but. I realize I talk a lot. I'm talking too much. You're going to have to edit the hell out of this. You're fine. I love it. <laughs> um, um, okay, so next question. I want to hear about your worst night. What was your worst comedy night? Oh, comedy night. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did not want to hear about the worst night. Man. <laughs> You'd think orgies would be fun, but 
No. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. Um, okay. My they, worst. They're great, oh, aren't they? <laughs> I do know my. I know my absolute worst. I know the worst night for sure. Um, it was at Club Comedy, oh. and I was at dinner, and I did not expect to be doing comedy that night. Oh. And I was not unable to walk, but I had had many margaritas. And I had not had so many margaritas that I couldn't function. However, I'd had enough margaritas not to recognize that I was not crisp. I got in a lift and it wasn't anybody who advised me not to go forward like you. So it wasn't a good lift driver. It was an evil lift driver who oh. took me directly to the comedy club, barely in time to open the show with the set to fill in for somebody who had not been able to show up as a host for a real comedy show, not like an open mic, not an amateur night. I mean, those are real shows, but you know what I mean? It was like- Yes, people, a showcase. People pay people paid real money for this. So I get on stage. I'm doing my opening set, it's going great. And I have another minute and a half to go and my brain shut off. And I stood there, didn't know what to do. And I said, Rick, I'm sorry, but I'm calling it a night, we're done. And I stopped. Oh. Except Rick wasn't ready. So I had to stand there while he like ran around to get everything going. I was so embarrassed. Oh. Rick has never told anybody but it was a horrible moment never is happening it was completely because i was too i mean i wasn't drunk but i wasn't and so once i stopped but i forgot i pan i didn't panic but i just like went i don't know what i'm doing and i like stood there and went time stopped <laughs> and it was kind of funny before him but it wasn't great and i think what triggered it was something i thought would get a laugh didn't and i I really wasn't seasoned enough to go, oh, well, the audience is stupid. I don't really think that, but it's a coping mechanism. Um, we lie to ourselves. Anyway, that was a long answer. That was my worst comedy night of myself. However, I've had worse comedy nights when I sit there and watch somebody else bomb badly that actually mm. hurt me just as bad. Yeah, yeah, that, that open mics, they'll do that. Uh, shows, that can happen at a show yeah. as well. You yeah. never know. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming that, this incident happened early with Way club early. comedy because yeah, you yeah. you've still hosted yeah many oh, a show then. there that was my very first since okay then, yeah since then i've done many in fact rick took me back in the saddle pretty quick and i did great and so he's um, great isn't he a great mentor he is he really is yeah i i think so um he, he was the he's, first he's passionate. it's a passion for him yeah he was so i walked in knowing nothing never even been to an open and mic. man it showed yeah it did no, no and, it didn't it didn't actually yeah. but yeah uh, i remember everything new my first set was awful he actually said it was decent and to come back and he encouraged me to keep coming back and um and then you know after i came back a couple times then he talked to me a little bit more and gave me some uh some really great advice and he's he's yeah. i don't brought me along I don't have a distinct memory of that first set that I saw that you were in. I've never, I've never done it again. Well, I, whatever <laughs> that first one, and I don't know if it was that one, maybe it was, but what I do recall is that there was a real fast improvement and I was kind of stunned to find out how little time you'd been doing it. That, so that's what I do well, recall. So like you, I've 
I, I love performing. I love being on stage. I've been on stage many a time uh, doing theater productions. Um, I've done... Please tell me you played Tavia in Fiddler on the Roof sometime. <laughs> never, done, Tavia. never did Fiddler on the Roof. I've done tons of Shakespeare. My audio going out? How's that? Is that better? Are we back? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Your sound completely stopped. Completely stopped. And we're back. We got Jim. You're still there? Yeah, I am. Are That's you great. <laughs> I, I think I'm still here. I grabbed another beer while we were having technical difficulties. Oh, that'll help. That'll help. That'll help. <laughs> Wait, my dad's here. <laughs> you know, they said, uh, they said, try this uh, technology. It'll make everything easier. I, yeah. I don't think so. It makes our expectations higher. It sure does. And then so, when it work, oh my God. <laughs> right? So we left off, uh, you explained your worst night of comedy. Yeah, that was bad. Now, will you share with me your best night of comedy? Um, man, when you asked that question, I had um, two quick things pop into my head and I'm gonna do the first one. And it was early and it was a night at an open mic night um, at Jai Tai. And it was a night when I had worked all day on a joke and a lead up to it and the punchline and the whole classic thing for it. And it landed, it hit. And this lady who I didn't, not a friend, not someone I knew, but a total stranger in the audience Ooh. got hysterical. Oh, laughing. That was awesome. And it keeps me going nights when things don't, when things aren't funny. I've had really good sets that were really awesome, but I love that experience. But that, when you ask that question, that's the moment that flashed into my mind. Good. That's, that's, the, that's the kind of answer we yeah. want here on this show. So I like that. That's great. Yeah. I got um, last before, but this was like a belly laugh hysteria. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pure, unadulterated. I don't care what caused it. Just the gut reaction. Yes, I love it. That's great. Um, let's see here. Next question. Um, what do you think has been the biggest struggle of do of getting into comedy or or, or doing stand up comedy? I need to hear that again and get closer. What is the uh, biggest struggle to doing comedy, to doing stand up comedy, or? or Oh, funny. Well, one of them is my hearing problem. <laughs> if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you found out you were a little bit more funny when you got your new ears. Well, I heard the laughs better and I understood some of the comments that were being made. And sometimes it wasn't as funny. Sometimes I thought I was funny when I wasn't. So <laughs> it went both ways. Um one of the uh, things that's happened during the pandemic, I don't think it was caused by the pandemic, but during it, I had a more hearing loss than I'd already had before. And so I'm actually going to see a specialist about that tomorrow, um, but that's been really hard, the hearing. But I remember when I first got hearing aids, so much people that I had understood, I hadn't. And a lot of people were funnier on stage because I got the jokes, I actually heard them. <laughs> the worst was the street person who I thought was always saying, nice shoes to me and he was saying fuck you every day <laughs> uh, i got the hearing aids and i was expecting nice shoes which i thought was weird and i got fuck you 
Well, you do have great style. I'm not a good urbanite. <laughs> <laughs> you have great style, and I'm sure he did appreciate your shoes, but my shoes aren't that good. No, that's <laughs> not a high point of my I, of my wardrobe. I need help with my shoes. <laughs> I do. Well, that's all I have for questions. That's good because that's all I have for hearing questions. <laughs> <laughs> but I do got one more thing. Would yeah. you like I would. to do some jokes? Oh, do what? Oh, jokes. jokes. Yeah, do you want to tell some of your jokes? You mean like a joke or a like a funny thing? Do you want uh, not a riddle but a joke? Got it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't really have a joke, but I have some I have some complaints. Oh, oh. let's hear them. Well, I'm afraid that my career as a comedian is over because before the pandemic, I was getting a lot of requests to do shows for money, for real money at retirement centers. <laughs> I can't say it anymore, but I used to, I, I was, for a while, I could say that I killed at retirement centers, but now <laughs> And so it likes my niche market. I can't, I mean, first of all, they're all under quarantine and I can't get in. So there's that, yeah. but, but you can't say you killed anymore. That's bad. But it was, it, it was an eye-opening experience because my daughters kept wanting to put me into a retirement center. And when I appeared at the first one, they asked me for ID to get out. <laughs> so anyway, that was the first time that happened. So that's, that's the peril of being an older comedian. And now with, with COVID, I mean, on, on the one hand, I'm unique. There are not a lot of old people that get out and about. But on the other hand, I don't want to be out and about. I'm an old person. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm germophobic, but I miss the audience. But here's the thing I don't miss. I don't miss people in general. <laughs> I really don't. I, <laughs> you know, people are overrated. I mean, I like babies. Babies are cool, but toddlers are evil. Well, you're a dad. You know the difference. I mean, if it's your toddler, they're still cute. But I think toddlers are going to take over the world. People make people go, oh, boomers, and boomers go, oh, millennials. But watch out for the toddlers. They have the evil. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, I don't have any jokes. I just have that kind of commentary tonight. And <laughs> I think, you know what? I feel good and I feel like I'm running out of steam. And I'm going to say this. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Remember that bad moment I told you about when I was on stage and went totally blank for a moment? <laughs> I started thinking about it and then it started coming true. And then I thought, oh, wow, this is really funny. And then I thought, Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> if you want to be funny, if you want to go on stage, do it because laughter is the best medicine and health insurance is way too expensive. So that's why I do comedy. That's great. That should be on your business card. It is. It will be. <laughs> that was not the tightest closing I've ever done. <laughs> well, I, hey, this has been great. This has been fantastic. Jim, it's Ooh. always a pleasure to work with you. Uh, to talk with you, uh, to give you a ride home or to the airport, whether it's for oh. a fee or not. That was awesome. <laughs> you and Jordan are great. I miss you guys. Um, so we're, we're, we're done. I'm going to wrap it up and um, I'll, I'll send you the link when we go live. Do you want to plug an Instagram or a Twitter or anything? People need to listen to the podcast, Mind the Gap, that I co-host with Lucy Tollison. And they can follow that on, uh, let me, I got it written down so well I did, mind the underscore pod, um, or they can find us on Facebook. I'm Jim Weber, LOL. 
Jim Weber, LOL. He's on that podcast, Mind the Gap, with the very funny Lucy Tolleson. Love her. Got to get her on this podcast, too. Put in a good word for me, okay? Let her her know. Um, So, my friends, thank you for tuning in. Uh, On behalf of Jim Weber and myself, keep laughing. Bye. Thank you.